Welcome back to the Beer Sisters Podcast, episode six. We have survived the Jailer Bears from Waco, Texas, and unfortunately the city is not falling into the Brazos River just yet, but maybe if they keep on doing some construction on I-35, something goes wrong and that whole uh, toilet of a stadium will fall right in. Um, it will start to lean towards the Brazos. That'd be kind of like symbolic. If, if the toilet stadium did? Yeah, if it actually like started to lean a little bit. I know it opens to the... Right. But, you know, what if it started to have some foundation issues? What if, what if it starts to sink, the stadium starts to somehow sink and fall, and the beautiful brown colored Brazos River starts coming into the stadium? You know, once the, once the toilet seat part is lower leveled than the river, then it looks like a bunch of brown water pouring into a toilet. I think that would work. Lawsuits had against many structural engineers. I would take the side of the structural engineers. Anyways, thank you for listening to this week's episode. Uh, It's getting pretty cold outside. How was it in Dallas? It's cold as shit. Please uh, keep on sending pictures on the Instagram, tagging us. That is awesome. Again, we always love that. Shirts should be out to most people. I'm still need to give a few people in Dallas, but I believe our southeast. Texas office has um, delivered all sh- shirts. So please thank you for that. I still, we still got, I don't know, 30 left, um, mostly extra larges, but a couple, probably about 15, 10, uh, 10 largest left. So if you'd like one, please text me, please Venmo me $15. I'll get that bring to you. Some down next weekend to have some more supply down here. I will do that. That's a good idea. Thank you. You guys have remind me on that one. Um, Neither of us went to the game, so can't really talk about that on TV. It, I didn't notice anything, really. It looks kind of boring, seriously, to me. Like that, it didn't seem the south end zone's coming along very well. That like there was no parts. There was, I guess, that fourth down was the only time when it could have probably gotten a little loud. But that's about it. No, it, it was not very loud. I mean, it didn't seem any different, honestly, than the TCU game to me. Yeah, but, um, that's true. I don't think you're creating any sort of like you can tell, you know that like stupid song they play after like the long passing plays, and it's just like it's just super awkward now when they're when, oh. when they're trying to blast music and get everyone hyped. Oh, up. oh, like when we complete a big pass, yes, yeah, when we complete like a you know, you know when we score when we get like twenty yards, woo! Yeah, uh, no, I know. It's just so forced, but. It is what it is, um, but we took it, care of home field. So. I agree with you. It feels forced, but it feels more forced when there's not, like, actual applause going with it. Like, right. if, if they if there were a bunch of people in the stands, like, going nuts, like, it'd be – it wouldn't feel as as weird, I guess is what I'm saying. Um, okay, let's get in total Baylor recap. We covered um, – almost – we were up by 20 at one point. Defense held them. I mean, just high level stuff. Defense held them with three points in the first half. I thought they played really, really good. Um, yeah. They obviously dropped three interceptions, which is not great. But that's why Chris Brown plays defense and not receiver. And Sean uh, James, my God, it was like right yeah. in his hand. I, I don't know, man. They're all pretty bad. I don't know if one was worse than the others because yeah. I, th- I think all three of them hit in both hands of whoever was trying to catch it. Uh, yeah, all the announcers. I mean, the, sorry, the announcers were like, and that's the fourth time Texas defenders had their hands on the ball. Yeah, and but three pass breakups still better than three completions. I'll take that. Um, it is an improvement. 
and they, they shouldn't have scored two touchdowns on offense. The only reason they did was on Sam's pick, and they had a pretty decent return on that. Um, also didn't convert that two-point conversion on their first touchdown. I, are you still are you still very adamant that this is not a good defense? Yes. Okay. I owe you dinner for this past week. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I would like to do double or nothing on Oklahoma State. No, no. <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, come on. no. We can bet on something else, but I'm not. No. Maybe okay. We can we let's we'll, the number. Let's we'll shelf that until we get into the OSU preview, but we can we can revisit that. Um yeah, I, I do agree. I don't know how much of it was Brewer being like really immobile and how bad their offensive line was, but I will say the defensive line played really well. We pretty much established what we already knew, which was Baylor had no run game. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a few stuffs on fourth down, which were nice. Um, no, they definitely, I, I, when it was 20 to three or 27 to three, I guess is what we got it to. Yeah. Um, I was like, all right, sweet. This is the blowout game we needed. Um, kind of took our foot off the pedal there for a bit, but it yep. wasn't the defense's fault. I would say no. on giving up, obviously the touchdown to off of Sam's pick. So yeah, all in all, I give the defense a, a B plus. I mean, they, I mean, second and third quarter scoreless, and I think the third quarter scoreless for Baylor says a lot more than anything we've seen Texas come out in the third, second half this year, just completely flat, both on offense and defense, but still on defense as well, like we saw in the OU game. Um, that, that's big, yeah. In the fourth quarter, they did have some momentum, and there was a there was a second there where it was a little like, Ooh, are we gonna blow this? Um, and everyone started to kind of feel it, but. They held their ground and they really didn't. I, I don't know what kind of change. I, mean, I guess when we punted late um, and then, but obviously we stopped them on that fourth down when they went for it. So I, I don't know. I guess the defense held us in there enough to really not make us think about blowing it. You know what was also a big deal? And I made mention of it last week was how bad their kicker was. Yes, you did. And that, you know, they had like a punt from the 40, maybe like the 30. That was, dude, well, as soon as Aranda did that, I was like, okay, you don't deserve to win this game. And that was like pulling Snell last night in the World Series. Yeah, yeah it was. And then and they, like, you don't deserve it. They had a pretty, I mean, that, that was a pretty long field goal the guy tried yeah, to make more in something. the third quarter. Um, but, I mean, that, that had a pretty big, you know, momentum shift in the game both times where they won and went in the end zone and two um, could not convert on the field goal. So that was – Something that was nice to see some special team falls not go against us for once. Punted um, on the 50 with – no, sorry. Was it on the 50? No. It was on no, our – yeah, it was on our 30. <laughs> God. That is just so bad. And he just blasted it through oh, yeah. the end zone. <laughs> it was like, oh, God, that was – He should have kicked it left-footed. I don't know what – like, I don't know, man. Yeah, that, that was weird. But it's one of those – as we talked about earlier against TCU is like, you know, the football guys don't reward like pussyfooting. Like that's, that's what, that's a perfect example as well. Um, on off offense, I still thought it was pretty, pretty mediocre. A um, couple big throws that really made the difference in the game more than anything, but those are off of busted coverages by their backup safety, who was terrible all game and they're picking on them obviously, yeah. but still it wasn't, it wasn't the it was big not flashy, not flashy whatsoever. It wasn't the big methodical drives that 
really show how good an offense can be. I think a lot of that was from the offensive line not having any sort of scheme or knowing what they're doing on their zone blocking and allowing Terrell, Terrell, Bernard to have 19 tackles. That guy was – he's really good. I don't want to diminish what he what he does. But, good Lord, 19 total tackles, nine solo, one sack, and two tackles for loss. Holy yeah. shit. Like, what I'm are you doing? I, but still, like the the running game was just pretty poor. I thought Bijan looked better in Keontae, but um, again, the offense was just you know the big throw to Moore, big that big third down to Brennan Eagles, and then the big throws to Wiley um, down the middle, picking yeah. on that safety. That's that's pretty much the game right there, which is I don't know. Doesn't make me feel good. Well, I I agree with you. I mean, the more catch was like you got Moss type catch. Yeah, that nice. that was a that was a very impressive cast. I I don't want to. And the I was drink- watching with, uh, my sister Ashley and uh, my brother-in-law Scott and Elizabeth and Ashley both looked at me and like this game is really boring. No, I, mean, I was gonna say that it was a boring game. When they, when two people who are very like disconnected from. Yeah. What is what is not a good game? Right. That wow, these guys are slow, and this game this game is really boring. That's when it's kind of like a reality check of like, oh god, this this is really like two bottom of the barrel Big Twelve teams playing football. And 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 whenever Sam threw it deep, which was probably seven times the whole game. Yeah. It was just prayers every time, yeah. and uh, obviously Josh Moore and and. and uh, Gosh, who was it? Uh, Tariq, Tariq Black. Black. But even Tariq's, it was short. Tariq had to come I was back about to say, ball. all of those throws, besides Wiley's, Correct. were less than 15 yards in the air. Correct. And it, it made, they had to slow down. And, gave them, and so I just agreed that it was not the flashy offense that you would like to have seen on a very inferior defense, especially with you know losing their coach last year. But it just – it's a win. I mean, let's let's stop being too picky here. It's a win and realize that we are what we are and we're bottom of the barrel of Big 12 team, unfortunately, right now. It's a win, I I guess. But, like, even on Tariq Black's, like, long catch, you still only kick a field goal, field goal after that. Right. And the drive says nine plays, 75 yards. But 72 of those yards were on one throw. Uh, that's ugly. <laughs> that's not good. And – I, again, I, I will live and die by the offensive line, and I think that's what the biggest difference in is in that in this offense currently is a is Herman basically doesn't have faith in them, and so he doesn't want Sam dropping back that much. And B, I still think Sam's not 100 percent there. My dad said it too. We were watching it in like Your separate. Room. What? Your dad even tweeted? No, yeah, he tweeted, but not about. Same. We'll get to that. We'll get to that because that actually is very newsworthy. But um, the I still think he's – like he came in and he was like, Sam's not right. There's something wrong with him. You can just tell. And I agree. It, it's It's been the whole season. If you look at his completion percentages, yards, every single stat. It's pr- even I haven't looked at the pro football focus college edition, like his grades, way down. It, I don't know what it is, man. It's It's weird. I hope it's something that's not – serious that's just been lingering and he's just trying to be a hero and you know play no matter what but i, I don't know what it is 
And then he and then he supposedly got dinged up in the game when his left calf he had a dead dead leg or something like that. So I can't help but think it's just he's beaten down, man. The guy's been a battle yeah. for three and a half years now. Yeah, no, I mean it probably is, and just one one hit. But God, when he took that run into the end zone, he just gets nailed like two yards back, but he crossed the plane. It's like, the oh my line. God, like please don't do that. Like, ugh. Well, it goes but, back to that. We don't have confidence in our running backs to take the ball into the end zone. He's the only one who scored on running plays. So. That's true. Yeah, yeah. no, that's very true. I, I think that Bijan and Roshan, Roshan not being healthy is a big part of that. Um, yeah, to your point earlier, Bijan is definitely – Bijan, whatever it is. Can we just tell what, – what is it? It's Bijan. Okay. He's actually coming to his – I mean, starting yeah, to have a moment. So. I, I think – from from here on out, like he needs to be your kind of go to running back, especially with Roshan being banged up. Um, because Keontae, oh, I, I don't know what it is. His patience is kind of too patient sometimes, and he doesn't have the burst that he seemed to have, you know, a year ago or two years ago. And it's, I don't know, it, it's not there. And Bijan kind of does provide that. It's weird, even though Keontae, like you said, is the leading rusher on the game. It kind of felt like Robinson was much better. <laughs> right. You know, difference. But, but uh, Bijan is averaging like over a yard more per carry. Yeah, Bijan's at 4.6 and uh, Keontae's at 3.6 yards per carry. That's exactly one yard. That's exactly one yard. It's almost like I read that before this. Um, okay. But it does look more confident. And he's not fumbling the ball, so why that's not true. Somebody asked him about his mental game yesterday too, which I thought was kind of fucking bullshit. But whatever. Um, yeah, no, he he didn't have a fumble, and you know I don't think he, he didn't have any drop. I, it gets we'll we'll preach it all year until it's the difference. But Herman, and we we're talking about this beforehand, and that Herman made this big splash hire and this offensive coordinator that supposedly was going to really introduce some spread game passing concepts that have been popularized throughout college football the past few years with years such as at Oklahoma State and Ohio State and all that and it's it's not it's yeah look this is Mike Yersich and he's calling the plays but really I mean you can see it I mean Herman's got a play call sheet on in his hand that's I don't know it's it's not this it's not too different I don't think there's really inner uh, introducing any new concepts. Um, and I think it all kind of, it's this big circular reference that, you know, you're, you don't trust your own line. So you don't let Sam drop it back, but you're also not going to change the offense, but you're not going to change the offense because you don't trust the line, you know, and it just keeps going back and forth and forth and forth and eventually spirals down and up Herman getting fired at some point in the season. But that's, that's the really the bigger issue with this offense, I think more than individuals and units not being able to play well. Yeah, I'm interested to your point about again Tom being the play caller with the play, you know, plays in his hand or the play card in his hand. Let's see if he, with his job on the line, of course, like, God damn it, if he Fuck. ends up taking more risks. I mean, why not on fourth down? Just go for like crazy fourth downs that he was. I mean, especially against OU, not going for two, like you know, in these yeah. big games. It's Oklahoma State, Iowa State, maybe even in Manhattan. Just go if he makes it that far. Go yeah. for crazy ass deals because that's what I think people are calling for. Is just like play like you're the more you know. Are you more the team. Yeah, 
No, I. It's even if you're not, even if you're not, just go for it. Try it. Like it. You have a senior quarterback. You have, you know, you have the talent on paper to do to be a competent offense, and you probably have the coaching. Whether that coach has got the governor on or not, you know, may might be the total issue. But yeah, I agree with you. Or I mean, that is something to really keep an eye on it. See if. he's willing to not be as turtly and wanting to spread it out and open it up a little bit more. Uh, well, at, least, uh, at least Tom got all of his players to stay on the field this time for the eyes. I did see that. I, uh, I didn't, I was hoping we'd get some uh, part of the box scores. Uh, you know, how many guys held their, how many guys held their horns up? How many guys actually sang? How many guys sang, but didn't hold their horns up? I think Jawan Mitchell took a knee. Like, you know, there's just that we could do a whole nother statistical breakdown purely off of who did what at the, at the, for the eyes at the end of the game. But yeah, that, I guess that was, I mean, you won, you covered and you didn't have to deal with any fucking bullshit off the field stuff. That's the positive. That's the most positive we've had since the season started. Right. I mean, no, I think it, this, this team needed a, Needed a positive uh, uplift and just getting a win and getting a that monkey off our back and I mean the the off week did not help with the eyes shit. It just that's was, true. That's true. No one had anything to talk about problems. And then there's like the guy got or suing Bevo's owners. Yeah. Like, <laughs> problems again. Anything that happens right. right is magnified based on being UT. It's just annoying. But getting the win is at least chipping away at the the mountain that is trying to stabilize this program right yeah i guess so um moving moving over defensively we've kind of we really got into it but i think like the the d-line that we were that was advertised to us before the beginning of the season kind of came out this game um ojimo had an unbelievable day uh the d-line in in general two sacks and seven tackles for loss uh osai played very very well even though he got hurt was that in the third quarter or fourth quarter um came came back but still had a great game uh coburn had the deflection alpha collins i think had a tackle or something or a pass breakup or something you know really really good day on the defensive line i think the only thing that people are still wondering and i want to see too is just the pure pass rush it, it was get it got there a few times against Baylor against a kind of weak O line, but there were still some still some times that Brewer had a good three and a half four seconds to make a decision, which is way too long. Um, but I don't know. I thought they played really really well. Well, they stopped celebrating when they gave up first down, so that was an improvement. That was true. I did see Chris Brown still gave the flex on a couple of plays, which was, and there were actually good plays. So. No, he actually had an impact on the play. So yes, that's fine to flex when you bat down a ball. When sure. I guess you when a when you brick a, hand, a pass off your hand yeah. <laughs> three times. <laughs> um, I but and then I Ooh, thought De, I thought Demarvion played very well. I thought Jawan played okay. He led us in tackles and was kind of flying all over the place um, against the rushing attack. Still looks kind of lost in coverage, and I, I don't. He just thinks too much. If he could become a little more instinctual, uh, he'd be a much better linebacker. But I think it's a little – that ship might have already sailed. DeMarvion is definitely, I think, 
if I had to buy one guy on our defense, it's probably him, him or Alfred Collins, you know, on their, what they're going to do the next couple of years. Uh, I think DeMarvion will definitely, you can kind of build a defense around that type of linebacker. If they're rangy enough, you can know how to use their speed uh, and just good at wrapping up essentially. Yeah. Uh, Stearns was back. Oh, Adam Moore was basically a linebacker this game and played very, very well too. That when he blew up that was it? It was like a third and short, and they ran a screen pass, and he ran straight through straight through the blocker. That was a really, really good play. I was very impressed with that. Um, but yeah, they're basically going to keep on using him as a line outside linebacker. Uh, Stearns is back. Definitely wasn't one hundred percent. He couldn't. He wasn't tackling like it. I mean, he hasn't tackled great all season. Chris Brown. We mentioned the three pass breakups, but whatever, we'll take it. Played pretty well and run support too. Uh, corners got bitched a couple times, but I think they were basically kind of playing them on islands. And I'll give Fedora a little bit of credit, and he recognized that. And for the first, I don't know, there was a couple times where they were just running ten yard hitches, and it was wide open every single time. And Brewer obviously had good connect. That Ebner dude is fast. The uh, number two for Baylor. Yeah, Sneed as well. Sneed is fast too. Both those guys are really, really. Do you see that? Um, Ebner and Lovett both opted out after the game. They did. Yeah, <laughs> they're done. Wow. Yeah, we're one and two. Screw it. We out. <laughs> kind of sad, but whatever. That's Baylor for you. Um, I thought, but I think other than a couple of just easy completions, I thought the corners played well. Longest reception was 21 yards. I'll take that against a senior quarterback with Ebner and Sneed and those guys. Um, just some quick stats for me, just applauding myself um, for beating John in the bet. Five of 14 on third down is very good. And then the stuff or the, the fourth down incompletion to end the game. Three yards per carry. Uh, rushing and five yards 5.7 yards per attempt is also very good i think this is defense is just their their floor is really not that low but their ceiling is not that much higher yeah, they're gonna the, be the window is not big <laughs> no it's not big at all and we've kind of you kind of seen what you're gonna get but i think what you're getting is pretty good i uh obviously they they statistically played well. They were facing a very inferior Here comes the offense. Butt. But we do historically make very bad offenses look good, so I'll give them some credit. That, that was nice to actually see them perform. Um, you know, the, the Tech and the Oklahoma and the and TCU wasn't terrible, but Tech and Oklahoma was were miserable games to watch. Right. So um, statistically an improvement and historically the fact that we – Usually we'll make bad offenses look good, and we did not this game. I'll give them some credit. I, I'll eat my words for today. But Thank you. Forward, I'm sure. Last one. 13th in the country in yards per play amongst teams that have played at least four games. I would not have expected us to be that high, but you know what? Here we are. Um, last thing, what got Matt McLaughlin tweeting for the first time in four years was that was the best ref game I've seen in the Big 12. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Ever. I don't know who that guy is. I'm going to find out what his name is. 
And every single time he's refing a Big 12 game, I'm going to tune in because that was glorious to watch. That, I've never seen that guy. Like, we usually will never, get, I've never seen him either. We'll usually get most of the Big 12 refs throughout the season. Like, we'll get a whole, the whole carousel of them. You get I've the guy with the glasses and the biceps, and then you get the fatter white dude. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I know who you're talking about, but yeah, it, I, everyone knows what I'm talking about. It's the only two guys that we get. Yeah, this guy was actually like legit. He they made great calls. Yep. He didn't go to review every other fucking nope. play, which was right. nice. Uh, was I, very, very competent. Um that was it in Baylor had less penalties than we did. And I still like thought it was like an uh, there was not that many holding calls. There was like I think one on us that was warranted. Obviously the penalty on Kerstetter was warranted. That was so fucking dumb. Um, yeah, they, it was. They picked up the pass interference in the end zone when I think it was was Deshaun who made a good play and on that pass breakup. Um, I can't remember who it was, but they picked that up. When was the last time you saw a pass inter- defensive pass interference penalty picked up? Ah, long, long time. And my dad called that too. He was like, oh, this." I, he's like, I watched a random Big 12 game earlier this year. This guy was great. So <laughs> – that's off some Matt McLaughlin. That's what he cares about. Like, like <laughs> Baylor. Like, yeah, no, it was like K State so versus Iowa State. You know, earlier in the season. I don't know, man. But he, you know what? So what? I'll take it. Um, okay, we reserve that guy every week because he was awesome. Yeah, no kidding. Where was that guy against TCU? Jesus Christ. Maybe uh, they like told us like chill it. That that was the yeah. TCU type of thing. That was it. We can't we can't be any worse than that. Maybe, maybe. Um, okay, do you have anything else on Baylor before we move to Oki Light? Nope. Spencer Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, and Amen Ognagnabi. Why do they always have someone like that? No, it's the same guy who's been there for a while. No, I swear it was like someone before. Oh, him. oh, was- they did. No, okay, they did have a – what was that guy's name? I, I mean, I'm just not going to try and – pronounce it but I, I know who you're talking about the dn yes yes i know who you're talking about okay this Wong guy Manet. what alexi Wangmane. i swear you're probably th- i this is the same guy because this guy's no, a senior and he's uh, from canada you keep you keep going but yeah Ogbongamiga. amen Ogbongamiga. anyways Ooh. those guys are <laughs> Are who Texas is playing this weekend in Stillwater, two thirty on. Oh shit, are we on Fox? I should know this. Webb screaming, screaming at his. Yeah, we're on Fox. Is Tahoe speakers right now? Yeah, uh, Spencer Sanders is back this week after playing this past weekend. Um, who did they play? Did they play Iowa State. No, they played. Uh, yeah, they, yeah, they played. State. Yeah, they beat Iowa State uh, 24-21. Um, I thought that over was a lock, and it wasn't. So this, Sanders looked good, not great. Two two picks, but it was twenty of twenty nine for only two hundred thirty five yards. Uh, Chubo had over a hundred. He had one hundred thirty nine yards on twenty five carries. That's pretty unreal. They tried to run the ball like crazy, and looks like they did. Spencer Sanders ran the ball a lot too, with fifteen carries. Uh, this is a very good team. I th- I think the the current ranking of six in the country might be a little high towards the end of the season. 
I wouldn't be surprised if they lose a weird one. But oh, this is a... was Ogba. That's right. Emmanuel Ogba. Oh, yeah, you're right. Okay, I do remember him. Um, but getting into their offense a little bit more, Talon Wallace is still there. He supposedly lost a step since his ACL naturally last year. So, but he's still their leading receiver, an absolute freak. Dylan Stoner is still there. Um, he is the Perry Ellis of college football award winner this year. Uh, Chuba's the main running back, but their offensive line is kind of ragtag. Left tackle is pretty terrible. And I think it's the right guard has been is injured. So that guy's a backup. Other than that, they're good, not great. I think surprisingly that their defense is actually better than their offense this year, which is so weird for a Gundy team. But every now and then, I feel like every four or five years, they, they'll roll out a really good senior-laden defense, and this is one of them. They return 12 of the 13 top tacklers. They've got four linebackers that they rotate two in, two out, and they're all four of them are very, very good. They've got 15 sacks so far in the year, and that's good, not great, but when you look at the offensive line that they've faced, it's really nothing incredible. Granted, that's not saying a lot for comparison's sake for this week, but anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think they're going to be licking their chops right this weekend. So I, this is Gundy is probably, you know, is probably the best overall coach in the big 12 remaining. I think you, there's obviously the argument that Riley is better, but I think overall offensively and defensively Gundy's been able to adapt a lot better while still staying true to uh, his offensive principles. Maybe his, his defense has been able to adapt is a better way of putting it. Um, I, I think that he is licking his chops, as you say, to dial up some blitzes and pray that Herman tries to run the ball all day long. Uh, I think they're going to go right up the middle, right up Kerstetter's butt, and it's. I think it might get a little ugly. Uh, from Texas on a defensive standpoint, I think if you can keep Sanders honest on the run and make him hand it off, then you might be able to contain this offense. I think – there was a couple times this past week when Baylor let or Osai be the read on read options or not read options, sorry, zone reads and inside zones. And that didn't work out well. And I think that Oklahoma State's smarter than that. And they're going to be reading the other D end or the other linebacker. So that could get really, really ugly. Is this Spencer Sanders' first game back? Second. He played last week against Iowa State. Okay. Um, Obviously, their first game when he went out and Illingsworth came in, they were so bad. So that was ugly. Well, that was technically that was the second. Illingsworth was technically the third string. You're right. No, you're right. It was their second string who was really bad. And Mm -hmm. then he came in and like scored one touchdown. That was the difference in the game. But they should have lost that game. But then for surviving, um, didn't we almost lose to Tulsa a couple years ago? Yes, we did. That team randomly always has the Golden Hurricane. Uh, anywho, since then, uh, obviously, they've kind of got a little swagger. And I think number six is a little high for them, but obviously that's yeah. a factor of two conferences not playing right now. Um, yeah. And, you know, historically, we do not play well or ever show up in the first half in Stillwater. So and at least it's not a night game. And it's Halloween. Well, at least it's not a night game, though. Texas at Stillwater on Halloween and OU at Tech on Halloween. 
Yeah, that's like, yeah, that's classic. It's going to be a blackout for sure with all 20,000 people. I think, I think you parlay both of those home teams no matter what. You know, that's just a blind one. Um, but, yeah, just get overall, like, this is just setting up for a big fat flop for Texas. Like, the underdog Big 12 team that's kind of undefeated, you know, wasn't going to be a conference uh, or wasn't at the top of the favorite to win the conference now is – and then there's Texas, who was the favorite to win the conference and shouldn't be above 500, but is. It's still water on Halloween. I think this is this is bad. I I, I say 41, 28, 38, 28. It's going to be Texas loses by double digits, and I think Oklahoma State covers pretty easily. And I think it's one of those games that it's never really out of hand. It's never out of hand, or it's never in reach. It's never in reach i guess okay so it's uh, never out of hand for oklahoma state is what i meant okay so i don't know a part of me wants to think this would be the game that like texas would show up at and finally you know get out of their shell play like they have some nuts and you know we've got nothing to lose type attitude um but at the same time i don't think we have the coaching staff or the player mentality to go and do that. As much as I really think like this team is capable of doing it, I just I don't see it. I think either Texas wins like on a miracle at the very end, Sam brings us back type deal, or we get blown out like I don't think 40, I think it's like 35-13. I just I don't see 28 even for us, I think is high. Like, I don't see us scoring more than 30 points at all, like, not even close, which is so sad to say. But I have yeah. really have not seen it. And this is, a, as we mentioned, a very senior laden Oklahoma State team. It's sad, but I, I do agree with you that this is kind of a recipe for a game for Texas to show up at. And that, you know, Oklahoma State, if you look at their on the negative side for them, like they haven't played anybody playing at home, you know, on Fox, like it, it's, it is setting up for them to be a flop as well. But I, I just don't looking at coaching and schemes, they've got all of the advantages. And historically Gundy does not flop versus Texas when he's no, we usually are the ones who choke against him. Right. Like we, you know, punted the ball and are we, who was it? Dixon when the ball went straight into his mask. Yep. And then Sam threw the shot put when he didn't know what oh, planet, planet he was on. And then don't forget about when they called uh they Charlie. bumped into Charlie and called called him for whatever sideline interference or whatever it was. That yeah. was Alan. If I ever see Alan Eck in my entire life, I swear on my mother, I will punch him in the mouth. That guy's a complete asshole. Anyways. <laughs> We already we've talked about refing too much this episode. Okay, games of the week. Another kind of meh week. I don't know why they need to figure it out. I guess Big Ten's back. Well, kind of. Wisconsin's in like half halfway Pac-12 after dark with whatever conference that was last weekend. That was nice. oh yeah the BYU. Well, and then SMU teed off at eight a.m. or eight p.m., which was nice. Or eight a.m. Whatever you're feeling. Whatever. Yeah, I guess it's true if you were in uh, China. Kansas State at West Virginia, 11 a.m. on ESPN2. Westfall is minus three. Kansas State murdered Kansas last week, but that's not saying a whole lot. They're still without Skylar Thompson, 
West Virginia's um, offense is rolling. Seth Dogie, or sorry, yeah, Jarrett Dogie is the quarterback I've been talking about, and he's playing very, very well. I think the Mountaineers win this one easy. Kansas State, I, I think it's just going to kind of fall off um, without Skylar Thompson. I don't care what they did last week. Um, I also like the over. For, uh, yeah, I, I, I think look out for Vaughn. I told you all that, I guess, last week. Vaughn number something. can't remember. Small little guy. He's 5'5 five, five for Kansas State. Oh, from, yeah. Deuce Vaughn? No. Yeah, Deuce. Is it Deuce Vaughn? He's from Round Rock. Uh, yeah, he's really like good. Standard guy to, like, have really good stats throughout the year. And the moment they get, like, a primetime game, he's going to, like, God. blow up in, in attention. He's, so. He's averaging 27 yards of reception. Jesus. He's a true freshman. So, Good Lord. West Virginia, they're rolling right now. I haven't heard about them. Their all. offense has been playing very, very well. They just um, lost to Tech. What? They just lost to Tech. Yeah, I know, but their offense is good. Don't worry. Okay. I'll take Kansas State on the road. Whoa. Okay, is that our bet? Yeah, I'm on, I'm on Kansas State. You want the points? Yes. Okay, I'm just I'm just asking. You never know. Um, Ohio State at Penn State, six thirty on ABC. Ohio State is minus twelve. I, Justin Fields had one incompletion last week, and it was a prayer to the end zone that was almost completed. The, the DB made a really good play on it. Uh, I think he was like twenty-one of twenty-two or something like that. He is looking very, very good. At Ohio State is I know their defense gave up some points to Nebraska, which was surprising to everyone, but they still ended up covering Penn state lost a close one to Indiana in what is, what was the best game of the season um, so far that did you see the conversion? That was not, I was about to say, did you think he made it? No, he was short, but you can't ever on the field. I think it it was one of those things like either way you're going to be like, sure. Why not? I don't care. I don't care. This is up to y'all. Um, yeah. His, his knee was probably all obviously down, but. That reminded me so much of like my childhood where I would like watch random games. I had no interest in, but the excitement of college football just gets you like going. And I was on the way home from something. And I saw the score on my phone. Like, huh. What if that game's going to go to overtime? And it did. So I got home and just was like way too into a Penn state, Indiana game. The Penn state. <laughs> guy scoring and the entire Indiana defense putting up their hands like it's a touchdown was just a hilarious visual yeah that was that was good that I I think that just what I know it's I'm not gonna say it's like makes called football weird because the exact same thing happened in the Detroit Atlanta NFL game but still like that's just the goofy kind of football things that will make you laugh and it ended up working of course it did Um, but yeah I think I think Ohio State is probably the best team in the country. And I know that's that crazy after one week, but their offense just looks so good with fields. And if their defense can kind of tighten it up, I think their offense will be able to score, you know, 40 plus each game easy. So I'll take I'll take Ohio State and I'll take them to cover too. Um, I don't think Penn State's doing wide out. No way they do it this early, but I don't know. If they are, I might rethink that. Um yeah, they have full. There's no way they have full stadium. Yeah, but they can still do wide out. They do it once a year. Well, if there's a game to do it, this is it. Because I know that's why that's why I'm scared. Okay, hold that thought on uh, taking Ohio State myself. Uh, OU at Tech, seven o'clock on Fox. Tech is plus fourteen. This game is always close. Fourteen, uh, throwing crazies. What? Yeah. Um, 
there's going to be some face paint. There's going to be some weird face paint, a lot of tortillas. Tech has nothing to lose, really. And it's Lubbock on Halloween at night. Is this the Joel Clack game? I Damn it, I should have looked this up before. Uh, give me the Red Raiders. I don't care what anyone will tell me. Um, and blind over as well. I think it's at 69. Nice. Take that. Um, I disagree with you. I think Oklahoma's rolling. Whoa. And they, what's the line? 14. I think OU does not cover, but they win. Yeah, I think that's what a lot of people are going to pick. But Tech will give them a scare, but it won't be enough. I I don't know. I'm tempted to take a money line, man. Tech has nothing to lose. Like, what are they playing for? No, I agree with you. They have nothing to lose, but they'll always give OU a scare, and they'll make a typical Texas Tech mistake, and then OU takes advantage of it and starts rolling. Tech could go on a run, though, because if they win if they win this game, they play TCU, and they play at TCU, and, at, and then Baylor at home. Both of those games are very winnable, and then they've got at Oklahoma State. I don't know, man. I think I might – might like a money line that's bold i know but whatever our late night game is nevada at unlv that'll be fun that's gonna be i'm still gonna think what was that really good running back for nevada a few years ago i'm still gonna bet the over um purely because i think that guy still plays there is that a rivalry game rashad penny no yeah rashad penny wait who's it unlv what nevada unlv yeah, it's University of Nevada versus University of Nevada. Yeah, it's got to be. Actually, it's Nevada. The Wolfpack versus the Rebels. Nice. Okay, do you have anything oh. else? What? I don't know. I'm just, just looking at it. We had two postponed games this week. That's not too bad. Wisconsin. The Big Man, Ten's so dumb. Why would you? Why? Okay, what was the point of delaying the season? And giving you no margin of error. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone knows what the hell they're doing. Well, yeah, but like, I don't know, man. That just made no sense to me. Yeah, know, they, they were dumb making the move, and then they made themselves look even more dumb by coming back, and now they're right. just lost all looking for Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll end on that. Hey, come join the Big 12. We're great. Bit of mediocrity because we'll probably be in the Big Ten in a few years. Okay, we'll talk to y'all next week. Hook them more. Thank you.
Dennis The only one I think I will miss I can hear your basement singing Even though I can use your brain Play it for me one more time now. Got to give it all we can now I believe in a word you'll say Give to 